0: If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android.
1: Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. You are now listening to Lost and
2: Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time. To get embarrassed with us.
1: Hello. hi. Hi. Well, good after Thursday noon. Good
3: after Thursday noon?
0: <laughs> we got some freshly steamed coronavirus coming at you. We
1: do, oh. and it's actually hilariously... Well, well, I have nothing good to say. I have no. nothing good to say about no, coronavirus. I'm sorry. No, yeah, we so. just we just kind of walked right into that one, Rachel. We're we're we're, we're, we're
3: more or less quarantining ourselves, but we've A we bit. come out for the right reasons when it comes to bringing you the art uh, in whatever way that that art might uh, end up trickling uh, into your ears this week. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about trickle down
0: economics, Mister Reagan? Uh, I
1: am um, talking not... about trickle down <laughs> entertain
3: uh, yeah, This is Lost and Rewound. My name is Alon Danziger. I'm
1: Will Hasty.
0: I'm Rachel Teichman. We
3: are joined by Olivia Whalen once again ow, in the ow. fun. Ay. Thank you for coming back. Yes. A sp-
0: it's a pleasure to be here. And yeah. gotta
3: Thank say, you really,
1: really me. happy to actually be in the same room this time. It is. And it. to be on the that's same true. show. This is our I'm first that's show true. together since you first came. It's, what oh my God.
3: a beautiful thing.
2: It's a beautiful thing. I ship it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: nice. We do this show on Radio Free Brooklyn every week as a way to dig deep into our rough and raw sounds from the old and learn a little bit about how we got from there to here. This week, we're doing something a little different. Uh, We're going to read some stuff because I kind of hit the bullet and decided to share some of my journal entries a couple weeks ago, and that got Will and Rachel inspired.
1: It's become a fallback for our souls. No, I'm
3: kidding.
2: <laughs> my back is sweating.
3: And meanwhile, uh, we also convinced you, Olivia, to share something as well.
2: Yes, I'm very excited.
3: I am as well. Before we get to I, that... that is, no, but um, how fucking brave is that? That's so awesome. We, we,
2: oh, well, thank you. I'm a ham, so... A, Olivia... I like Peter. attention in any form, so it's oh. all good.
1: I want to see you be brave. It's brave. It's I, brave. You're a badass. I is that actually the intro to a song? Please God that tell me. That is, yes. yeah. It's a, yeah. It's it's a not Morales.
3: Intro. Not an intro, but it's, it is the chorus. It's the like chorus, the, it's
1: a chorus yeah. you bright. Yeah, That's man. so cool. That's Flamin'. Uh, it they're... doesn't go like that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you want to listen to our... Listen to our past episodes, including episode 200 uh, featuring Olivia and, you know, not Rachel or Will. That
0: was the craziest episode
3: to this day. I still. I
0: wanted to be there.
1: I really wanted to be there, too. I'm so sorry.
0: Instead, I had to be at an internship. It's okay. It's not okay.
3: If you want to listen to that episode, though, and if you want to listen to any of our older episodes, uh, you can find them on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts and anywhere you get your podcasts, for that matter. But more importantly, our main website, which is uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. RG slash LAR. And if you want to be on the show, like Olivia here is going to be uh, sharing some stuff in a bit, go ahead and email the show at lost and rewound at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We do want to get started in a little bit, but before we do, we want to remind you that we're in a very important time. Uh, this is really truly crunch time, considering the fact that uh, it's only like what two months until we turn five. The drive to five fundraising campaign is not even close to the mark that we need. We need to raise $25,000, y'all, so we can continue bringing you commercial-free independent radio for another five years. So we still have a long way to go being only 30% there.
0: If you'd like to make a small monthly donation to help us reach our goal, the easiest way is to give a text to RFBGIVE5 to 44321 and you can make a pledge Right on your cellular.
1: <laughs> Just the word cellular. So good. So, so unbelievably good. We also have some great gifts for giving available on our website, including a limited edition five-year t-shirts designed by former Clash manager, Cosmo vinyl. What? I swear to God, if you'd like to get one of these great premiums, you can make your donation at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash drive to five. Again, guys, that's radiofreebrooklyn.org at drive to five. Do it. We need the money. Bring community free radio. It brightens our world when this world needs so much brightening.
2: And if you can't afford to give, you can still let us know how much you love us by calling our special voicemail at seven one eight six seven three. 8201 and leave us a message letting us know why you love Radio Free Brooklyn or to wish us a happy birthday. If you consent, your message may be played on the air. And that number one more time is 718-673-8201.
3: Yeah. Ow, ow, We never, we never get guests oh, to get to do the reading. I know. The it's the true. Coffee. It's so
1: actually, but but Olivia's so not fun. a guest anymore. Olivia's like she's, she's here. My family. Yeah, she's been here. She's like part of the uh, team. Just, just, Guys. Just, just, just <laughs> oh come room. on! Wait one more high five. I'm um, so I was gonna. I I have not addressed I, I, whether we're doing Corona high fives or real high fives. So it's. I like,
3: don't know what the difference is. They're not going to see. What I, <laughs> I want
0: a real high five. A real high five. <laughs> just to clarify.
3: Yeah. With, with uh, Rachel. With uh, I I think that's a pretty easy way to do it. Text rfb give5 it looks like rfb gives but you're just instead of uh s it's the number five. Oh
0: my god that's so cool isn't it
1: true it's so like the <laughs> fun of honor to think that you could just you
3: know. make give money that quickly thank you uh to anybody <laughs> give
1: us five hundred thousand dollars
3: thank you to anybody who has done it already and uh we look forward to if you haven't contributed yet to do so, so that we can continue giving you a bunch of, uh, bullshit, uh, really blue, beautiful bush, bullshit,
1: beautiful Bushwick. Getting the there true art from the <laughs> deepest of us, from those who create from all over Brooklyn. It's
3: beautiful bullshit in Bushwick, Brooklyn, beautiful wow. iteration,
1: bullshit, beautiful bullshit, beautiful bullshit. Bushwick.
3: Shall we begin? Yes. So, Olivia, when uh, you wrote this piece that we're about to listen to, we were about to... Yes. Rachel, you're going to read this, I think, <laughs> Rachel's right? Rachel's going yeah, Okay. So, well, let's give some context. So, i really really forward to this. One. We wanted to expand the... Like, the submissions that we get for this show mm-hmm. are mainly, as I said, you know, sound clips. And that's predominantly what this is. But we like to make radio. And the sounds of our youth... On paper, mm-hmm. I think, kind of have something th- to say so because too. we're all creators in this room. Right. What kind of piece were you creating in 2012 that you wanted to share with us today?
2: I don't remember writing this. It's, you don't remember? I don't remember. I'm looking at the date. It was April 18th, 2012. So oh my God. So at that time in my life, I was in a relationship. I was running. I was doing a lot of long distance running. And I was working very hard to in the improv and sketch comedy scene. So this right. is an, this is an essay, so I'll, or like a story. So it's a departure. So I, I vaguely remember writing this, and I don't know why.
3: Is there a title for this, Olivia?
2: It's just called Barbie.
3: All right, nice. Barbie, ri- read by Rachel, written by Olivia in 2012. Here the we go. Dulcet tones.
2: Barbie.
0: Barbie sighed and tried to walk down the stairs inside of the Barbie mansion. Her husband Ken was at his usual place the pink makeup station he used like a human desk. In fact, he had converted all of Barbie's powder room into what human men called an office because it was one of those things that made a man a man. Ken was doing what he usually did at his place, crying. Heaped over the pink desk, holding his head in his hands with great difficulty as his limbs had limited motion. "'Who am I?' he asked. "'You're Ken,' said Barbie. "'No, but who am I?' Barbie said nothing. Do you know what real men do, Barbie? Real men. Human men. They go to war. They wear uniforms. They get helmets. And what do I do? I ride in a pink convertible. Ken had been this way for a while. One day, by accident, Mom had put Ken in the footwalker with Charlie's G.I. Joes. They traded their old war stories. They sat him down and told him what it was like to be in war to fall on grenades, to jump out of planes with nothing but a parachute separating you from death, slash the enemy lines, of fighting in the trenches with nothing but you and your uniform separating you from enemy lines, none of them had really been to war. These were just the stories the toys came in their boxes with. If Ken had read the description on the side of the box, he would have known that himself. But he didn't. And then he rediscovered got carried out of the footlocker with an inferiority complex. The situation was exacerbated when Elizabeth, for kicks, dressed Ken like Barbie and Barbie like Ken. What this office needs is some war books. Barbie released some breath. Barbies don't read Ken. Damn it, I'm not a Barbie, Barbie. I am a man. you hear me? A man. The end. (laughs)
1: <laughs> whoa whoa that went heavy whoa that went heavy that's amazing I have a oh, lot of feelings oh <laughs> yeah I do too that's, that's holy shit did you
3: play holy, <laughs> did you play with Barbies a lot when you were a kid
2: I did and I remember once I dressed the Ken dolls in women's outfits and I thought it was hilarious but i think my, i think it made my dad uncomfortable now that i think back about it you
3: ma- it made your dad uncomfortable that you were changing the articles of clothing on your dolls <laughs> I think
2: that- he didn't I, I think he was he thought it, i was so entertained by barbie and dra- by ken and drag that I, I think he wasn't quite sure what to do with that uh, so oh, so okay. i used to take all the clothes
0: off my barbies to make them completely naked mm. and that really concerned my mom
2: <laughs> would you make them have sex
0: no actually so they
2: were, it was just like well, they were nude together
0: yeah I just okay. I thought it was really funny to take all the clothes off of Barbie and then I ended up kind of gay so
2: <laughs> <Hey, there you laughs>
3: um. I, I mean I don't have anything I, like that, but I definitely wait a bit. I wrestled my stuffed animals constantly. Well, stuffed really? animals? Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, you didn't really? like
1: you didn't uh, when you were a really little kid strip your action figure sometimes and then go through a period did you ever have a period no, of like them humping everything? Yeah.
2: No, because I, yeah. I
3: didn't have changes. Or is this Joe's just a like
1: wash repression oh, thing? Yes, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Will and I Oh yeah High five <laughs> high For repressed toy playing Yes <laughs> None of my Acting things. out sexual fantasies Via action figures As a youthful sure. child no. Discovering it's, your sexuality
0: It didn't happen I just had porn Really
1: Well no what? That comes That comes a little bit after But I'm talking When you're like You know discovering an- anatomy for the first time right like I, let's strip these down i mean I no nobody nobody
3: <laughs> any action figure the point. fact <laughs> that an action figure could like have one leg go this way and the other leg go that way that was all i needed to learn about anatomy being completely
1: uh incorrect on figurines.
0: <laughs> i want to know about the gender yeah, let's, roles yeah. yes
1: and I'm a ama- like the reversal of the generals. But how do we get from I'm Barbie? And then we got to two gigantic comments about the world in that day. It allegorized through Barbie experience. <laughs> like,
0: I, I, I was thinking of a SpongeBob reference as I read that. SpongeBob is holding up a razor with his very, very thin bony arms. And he's
2: saying, I am a man. And that's what I thought of when I read that. Was it like he was trying to convince himself kind of a thing? Or was he... Um, feeling emasculated for some reason yeah
1: wait like declaring it or like actually feeling emasculated
2: he was feeling
0: emasculated so he had to like go on this whole speech about how he's a he's a man
1: Mm.
0: Uh, but then also Mm. like there's like all these gender roles in this like what makes a man a man and what makes Ken any less of a man because he's in a pink convertible
2: I was talking to someone over Hinge. I don't know why this is relevant, but... Nice. um, Yes, I was just talking about racism, and he he was like, I haven't seen much racism in New York, and I was thinking about sexism and racism in New York, and I I realized that you see a lot of it, and it's not, like, so much on the subway, I don't think. It's not so much, like, with people just chilling and hanging out with each other, but I don't know, just sometimes you're you're privy to conversations in closed quarters, and it's like, whoa, these people really feel X, Y, and Z about... Oh, that was one when I heard a guy's comment about women voting... And that they shouldn't be able... It was like on a rooftop lounge where, you know, he was an actor. And he was like, yeah, women shouldn't vote because they're too emotional. Wait a minute. That wasn't a bit? No, was that was, serious? that was... totally for real. So,
3: that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah we're that's just,
2: totally we're, insane. Which is totally insane. And then he also... He was also anti-vaxxer. And I honestly... I understand oh, some kids, you know, some kids have been damaged by vaccines. Like, I, I don't think it's completely crazy but I wanted to go up to him really badly after hearing that that's what he said and say, you know, the thing is, I wasn't vaccinated as a child. So that's why it's so difficult for me to vote and wrap my head around politics. But, uh, I, didn't, but I didn't say that. Um, that yeah, would have been fun. I know. It would have been fun. Anyway, so I think but knowing myself, I think it's more existential kind of where where it's I mean, this is me talking about it now. So I can't say this is how I felt when I was writing it. But I think just we're we're all told that we have specific kinds of roles and whether it's a gender role or you have a job and that's who you are, that's what you do or a cinnamon roll or you have a cinnamon roll and it's like, that can't be a bagel.
4: That's delicious. It's just (laughs)
2: just cinnamon. It's just delicious. And we, um, and I think that we get hung up a lot of the times on what we think we're supposed to be. And I think what I, I was reading a little bit more of my Barbie thing and she's, she's also not a mean character. Like she wants to help the Bratz dolls. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, that's
4: pretty funny. I love so, it.
2: I don't know. I wasn't going into Barbie as if she was just a typical mean girl, but that she was also trying to figure out what her role was and if she needed to nurture the other toys or if she had a role besides kind of like calming Ken down. And they had this, they had technically have a marriage, they have a relationship, they have a mansion, they have a nice car, but within all of that, things are not good and they don't really know who they are. So I guess that's what mm-hmm. I would say about it is we, we live in constructs like this and we often don't know who we are.
0: Yeah, I mean... Ken is going to wake up in the morning and he's going to be a giant cockroach laying in bed. And- <laughs> mm. Wow. Was that a, an original idea?
3: No, that's a metamorphosis. No, no, no that's challenge. literally I
1: metamorphosis. Know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, also great story. Before you get to Rachel we, that, that was written when in terms of uh, your life, I, how old were you?
2: I was oh. I was 8 years ago, so I was 20 25.
3: Right? Okay. Rachel, what you have is yeah. from a little earlier than when she Olivia when Olivia wrote that piece. Yeah. Your pieces that you're about to share in a little bit. Thank you, Olivia, for sharing some mid-20s Barbie existentialism.
2: <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> if that's a good way
3: to put it. What do we got from you, Rachel? We got two pieces we from you. have two you.
2: pieces. So
0: one of them, and I cannot believe that either of these things are going to be put on the air.
1: All right.
0: Uh, one of them I wrote when I was 17. Mm-hmm. The year was 2014 or 2015. It was probably 2015 when I wrote it. I... Took my psychology teacher, and mm-hmm. you know, I hope that if she hears this, she doesn't take offense to it. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, she was cool, but um, I thought it'd be really funny to think about what she might do when she goes home after school.
3: Oh, okay, we want to read that one first.
0: Yeah, we can do that first. Oh,
1: wait, and real quick, just just for posterity, do Olivia, you want to offer her an apology before this is read?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think she already did.
0: Okay. Yeah, you know. um, I'm sorry. Um, don't take it personally. I was 17. Uh, and I'm sure that this is not how you are when you go home from school every day. But if it is, you know, power to you.
3: It's it's perfect. We'll, nice. we'll be reading this. Uh, so Olivia, you, oh, gotta, you, you gonna... want?
1: to... Do you want me reading this or do you no, want yeah, be reading no, the Nadia Olivia's, re- Olivia's going
3: to read the second That's what I thought one. one. Yeah, so, yeah. Will, you oh. are up. Oh, reading I'm reading oh,
1: okay. Nadia's sorry. story.
0: Nadia's after school activities.
1: Nadia's after school activities. Here we go. I'm pretty sure Nadia goes home every day, feeds her goldfish and changes. She changes into a leotard to get ready and for her after-school job of being an interpretive dancer. After getting changed, she goes power walking after her block, but it's really just prancing around on the pavement when Nadia gets home. She drinks a power smoothie made of chemicals found in her father's alchemy lab and drives to her theater. When she gets there, she turns on the music and starts interpretive dancing her soul out of her body. The out-of-body experience causes her to briefly lose consciousness. She has about five new spectators during each show, and so after about ten minutes, Nadia's soul comes back to her body, and there is raging applause because they believed she was interpreting a dead person or a person in a coma, and like that, in reality, she was dancing in her dreams when she finally returns home she slowly pulls out the homework completed by her psychology students and she desperately tries to find some way to connect her chakras to their mental tune in order to make class enjoyable groovy (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i started with like valley girl it went like dark but like that's fun man
0: i was so bored i was so bored Mm -hmm. with everything that was going on oh, my God, Ooh. I just needed to get out of high school. I I needed to, like, just leave. And so I would sit there at school, and I would, like, imagine what some of my more peculiar teachers did mm. in their personal lives, yeah. which, which is, like, kind of weird because my mom is a recently retired public high school teacher. So, like, I know that when teachers go home, they're, like, putting on their TV and, like, watching MASH. She was interesting. I mean, I really, I did not dislike her. Um, she was just kind of odd. And um, How is she odd? First of all, she was like still pretty young, like definitely still 20-something. Okay. I don't know that, I, and I'm not trying to be mean here, but I don't know that she ever planned on teaching high school psychology. And you could tell that like she actually has a, a really big personality outside of school, but she kind of came off as a little bit bland in the classroom like a little bit monotone interesting but then like she would make these small jokes during class about psychology but i was the only one who would get them and i was the only one who would laugh but i was also like weirdly disruptive in this class because i was very bored and i should have been in ap for this class and i was 17 and i just didn't give a shit anymore
3: and now here you are in some form or another in school Still not giving a a shit. And learning how to be a shrink.
1: (laughs) There you go.
0: Yeah, well, I knew definitely by the time I wrote this piece, I had already been accepted into a psychology program. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I always think about what would be said, not like behind, uh, not at the end of the day, not like when the teachers go home, but my biggest curiosity was what the hell are they talking about in the faculty lounge?
0: <laughs> I'm going to be honest. The faculty lounge is like not nearly as entertaining as it seems.
3: Olivia is going to read Rachel's second piece, oh, yeah. uh, which is a, a, a little more of a salacious uh, uh, content, I sure. believe. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't want to give too much context. I, I want the listeners to try and figure this one out before
2: we give away the, the truth. Take it, Olivia. As I stand around day to day, I fantasize about all the things he can do to me. He's coming over tonight, though he does live just next door. He's tall and blonde, while I'm short and blonde. He knocked on the door just now and walked right on in and kissed me. Make me split, I say. I want you to condition me. I began to rub up and down on his long, light shaft as he begins to moan. Do you prefer length or girth, he asks. I pause a moment as I gently touch his tip and come to the conclusion that I prefer length. After all, I can't be too picky with a blonde. They're always skinny and long. He likes my answer and he begins to pet me. As I split, I become so wide I think I may be damaged. But that doesn't matter right now. He fills up my smooth and shiny body as I moan. He thrusts in and out, and I can't handle myself. I scream, don't hurt my follicle. My midsection is fondled, and I feel every time he slides in and out. Finally, as he comes, he uses the pull-out method and rubs me until I can't take anymore. Feel as if I'm turning gray. That's how intense it was. My body needs to be washed and combed down, but I'm in ecstasy. As he leaves my room, he says, That was fun, but we're getting cut tomorrow. My dick won't feel good again for another few weeks. (laughs) 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 That's Rachel!
1: That is so good. Bravo on uh, that reading, a Seriously. Bit. Well yes, done. Yes, thank you very well much. Done. Well awesome. done. Beautiful. That is exactly. I'm so sorry. That is exactly. That is so what? your voice. Don't be sorry. That is so your voice. You should and that not is be so, sorry. That is so your voice. Stop and so the most wonderful, like, it's like early teenage, like, oh my God. It's official. We can read that. Sh- we are reading that shit on air. That is amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: That is just like, because it's such it's such a, like, clear fantasy it's such a clear just like Im- like embracing of something that you don't have entirely all the understanding of
3: you know well, what i mean like well, it's fun.
0: well wait a second how old do you think i was when i wrote this
3: <laughs> you just said 17 yeah
0: i was well, 17 or 18 i yeah. think i was actually 18 okay. okay okay well it's from the perspective of a strand of hair
3: how does a strand of hair come
0: uh, what I, I was like, using... you got
1: a root base you can do something
3: with yeah, that yeah i was
0: using some creative freedom and giving them feelings
3: Feelings, you say, yeah, as well as the
1: ability to jizz, yeah. Okay, don't cool. hurt my follicle.
2: Wait, so the blood, yeah, the. the- <laughs> i need to be combed down be finally combed got down. it
1: no all right you know what high five that is uh that Rach, one more time every bit of that is awesome every bit of that is awesome it's always good the for a, high irony, five, a little hasty. it's I'm, I'm sorry i'm a natural high band the the irony the the all of that in there is just wow yeah it's wonderful no
0: i could have produced much better writing at that time but um I was writing it from the perspective of two strands of hair. And I should mention that at this point in time when I wrote it, um, I was still a virgin.
3: How long was your hair? Really?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not for long. And like I, I wasn't totally inexperienced. But like, yeah.
3: How long was your hair?
0: At that time, yeah.
3: Or did, had it had been uh, cut, cut pretty. It
0: was. It wasn't quite as short as it is now, but it was definitely short. Like I, I had, bl- I had a good emo bang going on.
3: Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah, Actually, actually,
0: oh, I badass have, like punk rock. You kind of got one.
2: Phone. I kind of got an emo bang yeah.
3: going. You have so. emo bangs going.
1: The one,
2: I the don't one know. strand. This is- Maybe not.
3: My hair's gotten well, really long. I don't want to even want to know what kind of dirty thoughts my hair has. Ooh. <laughs> but I, I, I do know that the longer I go without a shower, the more uh, uh the, the 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 dirtier they get.
0: This is this Ooh, is approximately nice. this was like a couple of months Crunchy. after I Hey,
1: Seenster.
0: This Thanks
3: for
1: days. Oh my god,
0: this the, is oh no, wait those are real. This thing.
1: is Rachel in an off the shoulder dress. With a like. This is what my bar would you even call dress, that? actually. That's your Bob bits
3: dress? Yeah, but you... I was eighteen. Oh
0: my god. Yeah.
1: Um, Still got it. Yeah. Off the show You look badass in that picture. You really look badass. You, you have like you have like a, a a sort of like punk rocker. Not even really punk rock. That's rocker, what I was but... going for. Yeah,
0: no, I know, I get that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, that's exactly what I was going for. That's
1: awesome, Rage.
3: I
2: want you to condition me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good.
0: <laughs>
3: Perfect. So perfect. Thank you very much for comp- uh, for contributing those, Rachel. Of course. Will is up next, but before oh, we boy. do that, we gotta take a quick breather. And when we come back, uh, there is a script that we have uh, on our phones. There is where there was a copy. You took photos. You were kind enough to provide the the uh, pages. We'll get right into it right after this break without any delay.
1: This is lost and rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Scene one, Bill and Malcolm. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall usually suck. John 8.32. Sort of. FIVE HUNDRED THOUSAND AMERICAN
2: LIVES! Bill, oh god, do you how much I love you! I couldn't do it! I know, son! Dance with me, Bill!
3: How could I say no to that?
2: I am become Death, the
0: destroyer of worlds.
3: I suppose we all thought that in one way or another.
0: The photograph is in my hand.
1: Spot up on Bill. An elderly man, Bill, sits on the end of a queen-sized bed in a small room. He holds a framed photograph in one hand and an open beer in the other. To his left, a neat row, light, a live toiletries bag and a walking cane. He is staring at a picture and crying. He puts the picture down and reaches for the toiletries bag. He opens it and pulls out a prescription bottle and empties most of the contents into his hand. He pauses, looking at a mass of pills in his hand, and drops a third of the handful back into the bottle. He scarfs the pills and downs the beer, pausing a few times to take breaths. He places the pill bottle back in the toiletries bag and picks up the picture. He smiles, teary-eyed. A few moments later, he look he, a look of confusion washes over his face. He looks down at the photograph.
0: The photograph is in my hand. Why is hmm?
1: He sits absent-mindedly, te- letting the photograph fall to the floor. It lands with a light thud on the carpeted floor. He starts at the thud but doesn't notice the picture. He looks at his wrist, no watch. He looks around the room, seeing a silver watch gleaming on the dresser. Bill. Bill turns in the direction of the voice. Enter Malcolm. Lights up. Center stage sits a queen-sized bed, corner flowers, blah, 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 blah. The right of the bed sits a dresser with various pictures, metals, tchotchkes, and keepsakes. Downstage from the dresser is a trash can under a window. To the left of the bed is a white wooden door that stands ajar. Downstage of the door is a large metal door painted white with a peephole, the front door, and a deadbolt lock. He squints, struggling to focus, his eyes widen, realization, he smiles.
2: Bill, come on, get up. Don't be a horse's ass. Malcolm, what are you doing here? Come on, get up.
1: Bill stands arduously. Whoa. Bill slowly stands, straightening, getting more and more relaxed. Distant sounds of a busy hospital waiting room are heard. Bill! Bill steadies himself.
2: Yes? Yes? Oh, oh, Bill. Dearest Bill, what the hell are you doing? You know, usually that doesn't work if you just take a few. You've really got to drown yourself in them.
1: Malcolm feels around the room, inspecting, searching for something.
2: God, it's like a museum of failure.
1: Bill finally collected, looks up at Malcolm angry.
2: Malcolm? Malcolm? Now, Bill, please. Just, just please hear me out. All I'm saying is, wait, just wait. Think about what Nancy will think. Maybe she didn't do enough. Maybe she could have done more.
1: Bill notices the picture and picks it up. He walks to the dresser. He pauses, holding his stomach. He braces himself on the dresser and unceremoniously places the picture on top of it.
2: I'm hallucinating. This isn't real. Maybe, maybe. But back to me. Make believe for a moment. Listen. Listen while you... And what's left of your balls are off in la-la land. Maybe you should stop to think that this is not just madness. Maybe you don't want to die, hmm? You ever think of that? This is... maybe... oh!
1: Bill grabs his stomach in pain and collapses. Nothing gives out two sharp laughs.
2: Maybe what? Listen, three days go by. Four days. Hell, I'm sure even you don't remember Bill. I don't remember how many days. But a little while ago, I came out of the building, okay? I'm running across York. I'm leaving this place. There's a cab waiting. Ironic, right? Why would a cab be waiting for me? But there it is. It is the most pristine cab you've ever seen. I've got exactly 40 minutes to get to Idlewild. And and I realize I don't have to go to Idlewild. Idlewild doesn't even exist anymore. It's JFK. So I'm delegating assignments to no one. I'm essentially talking to myself. But it's not like... Anyway.
1: Malcolm looks down at at Bill, holding his stomach, looking distressed, and he begins to slump.
2: It's like having you standing there, thinking about one thing, then all of a sudden, bang! Wake up!
1: Bill starts.
0: There's this... uh... This panicky fellow running alongside me, scribbling down my orders and trying to seem professional, and suddenly... Ah, and suddenly what? Suddenly what? What happens?
1: He reaches out and clasps his hands around Malcolm.
0: I don't know. You want me to tell you a story? Give you some picture-eloquent description of the world? I can't. I don't have a place anymore. I can't, I can't bother Nancy. Al's gone. Malcolm, you're who the hell knows where, and I'm just here. Just here?
1: Bill leans on the dresser. The lights above him begin to fade as he starts to slump.
2: Bill, it's important you realize. Bill, wait!
1: Bill starts, lights up to their previous intensity.
2: It's important you realize. I was standing in the middle of York Avenue, right? The lights have changed. And there's this wall of traffic. Massive traffic speeding towards us. And I, I I freeze, and I can't move. Malcolm. And, And suddenly... I'm filled with the overpowering sensation that I'm tainted, that I'm infested with something. It's I'm I'm irradiated.
1: Bill rubs his face and hair with his hand.
2: And it's it's like I'm covered.
0: I know all right. It's like a coating and uh-huh. At first you thought, "God, what is this?" And then I thought, "No, I know what this is. This this is some ungodly stank." I'm I'm drenched in toxic sludge.
1: Bill stares at Malcolm. Malcolm smiles.
2: I've breached forth. I've ascended. I've I've been reborn. You know you say that, but never really mean it. Fuck you.
1: Bill reaches for the trash can to his left and pulls it over. The bag is full. He absentmindedly begins trying to remove the bag from the bin.
2: He opens the bag. Performing his task in that complete and inattentive way that comes from weeks and months of repetition. Focused in attention to forget the life that passed you by.
1: Bill covers his ears with his hands and clenches his eyes shut.
2: Why are you here? Go away!
1: Bill braces against the dresser for support and holds his stomach once more.
2: Bill, I think you realize this isn't your long-craved entrance into the divine, so let's talk, shall we?
1: Bill grabs a watch and throws it at Malcolm. It misses him completely. Malcolm smiles.
2: You know why I'm here. And you know it's your fault. I guess some part of you cares.
1: Malcolm steps closer to Bill. Bill looks away, looking back towards Malcolm, but keeping him just out of his line of sight. Malcolm walks forward and squats next to Bill.
2: And I realize that. No, no, no,
3: no.
0: Yes. Yes, God damn it. I know what you're saying. You know I hear what you're saying. You're not wrong, Malcolm. There's nothing left. Al's gone. I almost never see my girls. I'm nothing but a burden to my family. Don't you see there's nothing left to do but die? I have nothing.
2: You know that's not true?
0: Really? I have no godly idea what you're doing here. All you do is torture me. Why did you start coming here? You can't come here. So, why are you here?
2: You're a smart person. And that's a stupid question. What? Don't worry, Bill. I have faith in you. Sigh. Believe me, if I could get out of here, I would. (sighs) Bullshit. Wow, Mr. Havens. Uh, I, uh...
1: Bill holds his stomach trying to speak.
0: Malcolm, so help me God if I ever find a way to... uh!
1: Bill stands, pulling out a pocket watch and looking at the time.
2: Look, we don't have much time, but um, there's something else. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about Al.
1: Lights slowly fade to 30%. Malcolm exits. Malcolm! Bill stands, clenching his stomach, and reaches out, stumbling toward the trash trash can just removed from the the bag from downstage of the dresser. Attempting to use the dresser to support, he sweeps most of the items off the top. He collapses over the trash can and wrenches the contents out of his stomach into the can. Scene two. Gonna, yeah, we should pause right
3: there. I'm, I'm, I'm oh. going to take over for stage directions, Mr. You want to? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take over. You sure? Okay. Give, give you a little rest. It'll be weird. Yes, Scene two is called suicide.
0: I'm here for it. Let's do it.
3: Lights up. Daylight fills the room. Bill sits back on his calves, breathing deeply. He notices among the objects he swept off the dresser is Aldine's photo face down. He picks up the frame, and broken shards of glass fall from the frame as he lifts it. He looks at the broken photo and feels it. Ow. Bill closes his eyes, clenches them, and lets out a breath, and opens his eyes. He rises and picks up the picture. He walks to the coat tree and removes a dress jacket and tie from the hanger. Lights up on bathroom. The small space stage left contains little more than a sink with a hollow mirror frame that faces the audience. Bill walks to the sink. He stands looking through the mirror frame facing the audience. Lights slowly fade out on the apartment. Bill methodically ties the tie and straightens it. He rests both hands on the edge of the sink supporting himself. He looks at himself in the mirror taking in the tableau. He reaches into a drawer below the sink and pulls out an old fashioned folding razor. He unfolds it and examines it. He places the razor on his wrist, then pauses. He shakes his head no.
0: God damn it, Malcolm.
3: He braces himself against the sink again, looks at the broken picture. Right. He takes a deep breath, then lifts the razor, placing the tip under his right ear. He tilts the blade, preparing to cup down across his jugular. Bill takes one last long look at himself. He closes his eyes lights up on the apartment. Bill opens, his eyes startled. He waits, unsure what to do. Bill, annoyed, places the razor on the edge of the sink and scurries out of the bathroom and over to the large middle door. He unlatches the bolt and opens the front door. A small blonde haired boy, about 18 or 19, a pothead, attempting unsuccessfully to dress like a hipster, stands in the doorway. He looks frantic.
1: Oh, thank God, Poppy. I thought you were out. You, you always answer the door so fast.
3: Jack leans in and hugs his granddad before pushing past him and dumping his stuff at the base of Bill's bed. Bill goes about closing and locking the door. Jack pulls out his phone, checks it, and examines the room.
1: (laughs) It's like a museum to old.
3: Jack pockets his phone, satisfied, and notices the broken glass and messed up dresser. Jack looks back at Bill, concerned.
1: Grandpa, are you okay?
0: Excuse me?
3: Uh, Sorry, Poppy, I've got to go to the bathroom. Jack runs into the bathroom and locks the door. Scene 2, Medication.
2: Jack, wait. Bill starts. Mr. Havens?
3: He looks around, confused. Beat. Bill starts.
2: Mr. Havens, it's time for your medication. We've got to get you ready for when your grandson is coming soon.
3: A key enters a lock and the larger metal door opens. In walks Colleen, a medium-built Haitian woman with a big smile.
2: How are we this morning?
3: She walks to Bill's bedside table And picks up a small pink plastic pitcher of water And a disposable plastic cup That sits adjacent to the pitcher She fills it This is the first time we see the pitcher of water Colleen walks to Bill and hands him a cup of water And a small paper cup filled with pills
2: Come on, Mr. Havens The schedule says your son is coming in today And we've got to get you ready
3: Looking at the pills
2: Is Nancy coming? Oh, not today, dear Come on, take your medicine What did you do here? What a mess.
3: Colleen walks over to the mess and begins picking up the tchotchkes and medals and pictures.
2: What a mess. God.
3: Bill walks over to the bathroom. He tries pushing open the door. It is locked.
2: Push hard, Mr. Haven. Oh. Oh, yes. Uh, uh,
3: Hold on. Hold on. Bill continues to push. Uh, Poppy, I'm in here.
0: Yes, I know. I know, Mr. Havens.
3: Bill looks at Colleen, then back to the door, then at Colleen. He scurried closer to the door.
0: I Jack
3: He looks back at Colleen He is still focused on her work Jack Let me in The door cracks over so slightly Bill pushes his way in and closes the door behind him
0: What is going on in here?
3: Looking from the razor Bill's neck I could say the same thing to you Bill puts a hand to his neck There's a drop of blood on his finger
1: Guys let's stop reading here Ask you guys some questions, unless you got some both Actually, yeah, Why
3: don't you ask us some questions, Will? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Can I, I never ask questions? Can to I?
0: Us. Can I make an important announcement that you better Please. not cut out of this? Please. Okay. Uh, if you're feeling suicidal, that feeling is temporary, and you can call one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Yes.
4: Yes. Fuck
3: awesome. yeah, Thank you. right? Thank you. Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you for that PSA.
0: Muppet. Yes. Okay, go on.
1: Cool. Can you guys tell what this is about?
3: It's about suicide, I do believe.
1: Yes, but, but can, it...
3: yeah, I mean, I, I can would you have... guess
1: any of these characters' relation to me?
0: Oh, Oh, um, okay. So the um, the Haitian nurse mm-hmm. was that like your babysitter?
1: She was really. She was actually very, very much based on her, but it was actually, but but it was based on a real person, not the person, not the woman who raised me, not Doreen.
0: So it was based on her, but, it, but I'm she sorry, it was based
1: on her, but but, but 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 not, but but the image and the name was taken from a different person okay um i'm assuming that you are jack yes well actually no a a really shitty idea of myself is jack so it's not actually me but yeah so like the like the like degenerate total usury shit human of me Uh is jack but that was so who is who is your grandfather then bill
3: you you actually have a grandfather named bill and
1: i called him poppy nancy is my mom's name mm-hmm. cindy oh. is my is my aunt's name mm-hmm. and Dean is my dead grandmother and this is literally a play about what well actually here yeah let's keep going nancy and, he,
0: and jack are my parents
1: that's are you serious point. yeah that's, that's nuts yeah that's nuts what are
3: the
0: odds Oh, I don't know. Some baby boomer names. Yeah. Man. Booyah.
1: But it's, I mean, really, it's, um, I, you know, well, what do you guys, I mean, do you guys have any reactions to that? Because it's like, it's just kind of like long-winded and a bit dark. It's
3: I was... not
0: what I expected. Yeah. I mean, I'm not against it. It's just, I didn't see it coming.
3: Really, I, I was not expecting so much stage directions. I thought there was going to be a little more character reading.
0: <laughs> was that he <laughs> just throws shade?
4: <laughs>
3: no, no, it's not. Not. I mean, it's w- very well described. I. But you know. Yeah,
1: no, I was. What, I was trying to use the set pieces to like illustrate that he's going insane.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, this could be a very visual. Yeah, yeah
3: no i mean it creates some very good visuals i'm i'm, I'm there for sure what i did think was interesting I'll is that is that it sucks but you do. you put i
0: don't think it sucks i don't I think, it, think sucks. it sucks either yeah. but you
3: put eight characters and i like, i really want to hear what those characters had to say yeah and you made some great dialogue choices between malcolm and bill um uh, but I'm not sure why there needed to be other characters mentioned in the, in the top when you're not hearing them.
1: Well, yeah, no, no, it's a two hour play and this is literally the opening scene. It's and a this two is, hour play? No, no, dude, this was, this shit was cut. This shit was a long winded opening scene because I was supposed to turn all of that, which is 12 pages. Oh, that was the opening four scene. Four or five. Yeah. And so the whole idea of this is that this guy is about to commit suicide and you find out that he was, that he was actually this, uh, you know, uh, nuclear physicist did that his um, his PhD thesis was the trigger on the atomic bomb and killed a bunch of people and ah. how he is coming to the realization that all of the people in his life are now gone that he was at the top of his field and he has this massive brain that has always been utilized to do all these very complex tasks and because he's now alone, his wife is dead. He's old. He's going senile, and he's trapped in a nursing home. Oh. <laughs> it's just about how his mind has to go somewhere yeah. and create something to is give him flashback? some love. No, no, so Malcolm is a dead friend from Los Alamos who is just haunting yeah. him, and he's yeah. trying like, okay. to create that process and create something.
3: I gathered there was a little bit of uh, a yeah. uh, fabrication. This. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I knew Alamos. there was something going on.
1: Yeah, but but this is, I wrote this when I was like. When I was just beginning to become a drug addict, like thats wow. what I wrote this play. Wow. Yep. So well, when he,
0: hard. so the part at the very beginning when he swallowed all the pills and drank the beer, so
1: he's trying to commit suicide.
0: Yes, I know, but like,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, if that wasn't
1: obvious,
3: yeah. there was a few times he tried to do that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But like, was that point? Because then he wakes up in the hospital bed, right? Or did that not actually happen?
1: you don't find out until later that it's actually a plot. Oh this is so
0: my god.
1: Interesting. How old were you when you wrote this? 19 or 20. 20. Okay.
0: How much would you say that your beginning actually, addiction like had influence over this?
1: A ton. Because I like, I only wanted to do sad. I only mm, wanted yeah. to do like internal, self-caused degradation. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get it all out of the way while you're still young. Yeah, but was that clear? Like the most fun part of that for me, which I totally didn't re- remember, was that the mirror faced the audience, right? So it's just an open frame. That's right? pretty cool. I huh. like that. And, and that the guy turns so you see his reaction, but you'd have to. Yeah, I thought. Oh yeah, wow! And so, like him dabbing at his thing is just him like pantomiming with an audience looking straight at him. And so I thought like that. I was like, "Oh, that's a cool stage move." And how his consciousness is reflected by whatever lights up, uh, above him, right? So oh. as he started to pass out, the light above him dimmed, mm. and as Malcolm woke him up, and went back up to full strength, shit like that.
3: No wonder that you. Beca- cool. No wonder you became a film director. Most of your stage True. directions yeah. were really, oh, really filmic. Yeah, you got yeah, it. That's a you good got point. It. Very you
0: visual. Well, yeah,
1: pegged it, Elon. Pe- well
3: done. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I don't
1: know if I want to do that.
0: Oh, peg it hard. Peg just, it, I peg prefer it.
1: i'm I'm a newbie at this. I prefer three inches. i'm I have to say I'm not so big No, no, I'm getting by anyway, point and are,
0: hot cheetos.
1: I, but <laughs> I was so terrified to read this just because I have not read this since I wrote since I finished it, basically, and it I just think of it as this like, testament and like a monolith to me being sad and like not meaning like it's probably not gonna be very good work you know what i mean
2: no but you also see the struggle i mean with yeah. i like malcolm because he seems like an asshole but then at the same time he's the one voice that's saying don't do this to yourself yeah. right it felt like a fight club kind of a thing you, where got, it. This, like, you got it you got it's exactly yeah. what i'm trying to do but i mean like it's it's about suicide it's about mm-hmm. someone struggling with a decision if they end themselves or not and you know, there's a lot of the things they had in their life that were stable and foundations are gone, but there's still some things that are worth living for. No, I mm. think, I mean, I'd want to see hope when I w- in the coming acts, I'd want to see something to live for for this guy. Hey. But, um, but no, I thought it was, I mean, like I, I, it was vivid. I could see it, and it's
1: the the takeaway. I was all right. That was me covering up the fact that like when I finished it, I was actually quite proud of it. But that, but the mm-hmm. the ending is supposed to the takeaway is supposed to be that you, um, that this guy led led an incredible life. And Mm. now he's got nothing Mm. or at least relative to the things that he used to affect. And he's just alone and misunderstood and going crazy. But despite that, he chooses to keep living for to like be there for his family Mm. because that's loving and meaningful to him.
0: Yeah. Elder suicide rates are very high as compared to young people. Yeah. If you're a man over the age of 40, the likelihood of you committing suicide is much higher than like other populations. Wow. wow. I didn't know. Yeah. Wow. And the, and the older you get the more likely it is to happen.
3: Something important to know. What's that uh, number that they could call uh yes. if, if someone there, someone has needed to talk to somebody?
0: Yeah. Um if you need to talk to someone, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Um those feelings where you feel like it needs to end or just emotions and emotions will pass and you'll feel better tomorrow. Agreed. Very well said. Thank you very
3: much for saying that, Rachel. And thank you for very much for sharing that uh, script with us. Will.
2: thanks. Will. yeah.
1: And in this day when there's so much potential negativity out there, know that everybody's a little worried, but we're all together and we're all still going.
0: I agree.
3: I'm all for building each other up, you know, each other up. And I'd like to
2: add that even no matter where you are in life, you can find another purpose for yourself it yep. doesn't have to end listeners go get your fucking flu shot
3: yes yep
0: <laughs> you know just just go <laughs> okay it's not too late in the season that is
3: true We're, we'll be back in a little bit to wrap up stick around Olivia, you've got the unknown web series that's coming out uh, in season three is coming out, rather. Yes. And that's uh, coming up,
2: what, April? It's coming out in uh, in May June yeah which we're very excited about. Art this season we we more advanced our so we have better scripts we have uh, new actors we we had open call auditions so we have yeah. a lot of great talent there. So yeah,
3: I know one of these talents. I know one of yes. these talents. Brittany yes, McDonald. Yes, do. Brittany McDonald, former guest on the show from a couple years back. Um, uh, one of the funniest women uh, that I've ever she's met. She's so
2: fun. She's so funny, man. She's actually she's doing two of my scripts. Brittany
3: Lee McDonald, I think, is how she goes by. Now. Brittany Lee McDonald.
2: Forget about the Lee. Yeah, Brittany Lee McDonald. You got it right. She's hilarious, and she's reading. um, She's in two of the things I wrote, which I'm very excited about. Exciting. Yes. Thanks
3: so much for joining us again, Olivia.
2: You're welcome.
3: My name is Alon Danziker. I'm Will Hasty.
2: I'm Rachel
0: Teichman.
3: You'll catch us here next week on Radio Free Brooklyn for another edition of Lost and Rewound. Bye bye. Later.
0: Adios. Oh. condition